Welcome to Anime Plus, episode 79? Yeah, I think so. Let me look. I don't have the script up. I got it up now. It is episode, it is episode 79. Welcome into the show. Hopefully you're having a great day today. Now I'm looking at the camera. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Alex Light with Sparky3. Again, hopefully you're having a phenomenal day, whatever day you're listening, or perhaps watching this podcast over at youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. Give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, you already heard his voice. I got Zach here too. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Ready to go. After skipping a week. Yeah, yeah. We had to skip a week last week. Uh, you know, back at it this week. Then to immediately go into a break next week. Yep. That's on me, though. Yeah, had some stuff pop up last week. Uh, no big deal. And then next week, taking a break. Cause I've got some stuff popped up as well. Uh, my lady's been out of the country for like a month now, and she's going to be back. So I'd like to see her. So taking a break next week. Uh, but next week, though, Terrible Football Show is coming back, though. Next week, we do have a Terrible Football Show episode coming back with our newest co-host as well. Uh, we got a fourth man on the team. Pretty excited for that. And then a couple weeks after that, uh, we have a Terrible Football Show kicking off with live shows starting with the uh, August 2nd. So is our goal for Terrible Football Show to at some point by like the 12th season or so just have a long round couch with just a full football team worth of casters on it? Yes. Okay. I want... 32 people on this show for all 32 NFL teams. That is the plan. Okay. Just well, want to make sure. Or at least like 16 people. Because like you know, we, we the way we do everything is like, hey, who's your number one? Who's your number two team? And as of now, we're all different. So it's like, you know, I'm Chicago and Jacksonville. Tyler is uh, Seattle. Uh, Tyler is Buffalo and uh, New York. And also, I guess, Houston because he's just like so dick hard for long neck Davis Mills. Uh, and then, you know, now Ricky is uh, Cowboys and Raiders, and then Shane is Seahawks and Denver. So we're filling out the league right now. So I want enough people to fill out the league. That's See, the my only football team is the Devil Bats. What the fuck is the Devil Bats? It's from iShield 21. Oh, that's right. Well, I've only watched like two episodes of that. I mean, they're the Devil Bats, man. Yeah, I need to, I, sooner or later, I need to finish up and pick up that manga again. But. Uh, anyway, uh, we do have some summer stuff to chat about today because you've got Overlord Season 4 that kicked off. Uh, I watched a couple shows. One of them I'll dive into a little bit more than the other. Uh, we got Meme Quest, of course. And then, dude, a very, very hype back-to-back set of episodes for Summertime Rendering. Like, seriously, I, I made a tweet about this. It's such a damn shame that Summertime Rendering is trapped behind Disney Plus in just another country, you know? Yeah. It really is, dude. Because, like, if it was just naturally available to everyone on Disney Plus or, right or on Crunchyroll, bro, it would be popping off. I mean, it's winning awards right now, I noticed. Like, uh, like Summer Awards or something like that. It won, like, uh, like uh, Best Psychological th- Thriller and stuff like that. It won, like, three or four awards from what I saw. It is such a damn shame that show is trapped the way that it is. Because it is so good. Episode 12 and 13 were absolute bangers. I mean, and I assume so, because after you watched me, you felt the need to man, blow up my Discord. Man, they were so good. And I want to stress, normally when we take these break weeks, we don't like talking about the back-to-back episodes, maybe shout something out, whatever. But, like, yo, episode 12 was just so hype. I can't I can't not talk about it here today. I mean, there was so much great stuff that happened in episode 12. Episode 13 was very good as well. But 12 was, like, peak. We also got a new intro. New intro. Uh, with episode 13, and it's a banger. Really like it. Um, you know, so sometimes rendering is doing some good shit right now. I'm pretty pumped up. Uh, but if you could, go uh, check us out over at Twitter, at Animan Podcast. Appreciate that follow there. Uh, as well as go check out some, uh, some let me grab it here, uh, some Rogue Energy. Use our affiliate link. Uh, let me yeah, let me go to both of us. Boom, there we go. He's, cause he's got the Momo shaker. Very anime-esque. Unfortunately, you can't buy this only one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Momo Mischief. Uh, but yeah, 
get some row. Use our referral link down below. Uh, been getting some good pop offs there. Looking forward to that. And you you can just use promo code Sparky three for ten percent off your order. Uh, definitely hit that up. We have a lot of recommendations. I'm drinking currently the hydration dragon fruit mango. I recommend that. Uh, strawberry kiwi, great for the energy line. Um, I like the sour candy quite a bit for the energy line. Pina colada is great as well. Uh, I'm currently what, drinking what pink lemonade right now from energy. Okay, pink lemonade. I did try that in the sample. Pretty solid. Probably going to pick that up. Uh, lots of recommendations. Yeah, so definitely get, grab some row. You can get the, the starter kits pretty cheap and uh, give it a shot. Uh, we also have a couple new sponsors here. Uh, not necessarily for Animan Plus, but you know it is still within the Sparky Three umbrella, of course. I so can only got to shout it out. You can only hope what? I can only hope with one of our new sponsors, Swift Grips, which I need to try those at some point. I've got some on the way. I've got some around the way right um, now. If we can get some traction there, we can get a custom one that just has anime faces on it. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. Yeah, dude. Yeah, if shout it may out. not be anime, we can try and force it. <laughs> yeah, we. I'll, I'll reach out. I'll see what we can do. Yeah, shout out to Swift Grips. They reached out to me recently for a partnership. Uh, you know, Make sure to hit the link down below. Use our promo code GAMESTHETIC and pick up some pick up some new grips for your controllers. If you, it doesn't matter if you're doing Xbox, PlayStation. They got both lots of different colors, best grips in the market. Uh, you know, If you got some sweaty hands like me, I have horribly sweaty hands at all times then you know the importance of you don't want your hands being horribly sweaty in a very high-stakes situation in an FPS game where your hands are, fingers are slipping all over the controller. Because that does happen to me because I have just brutally sweaty hands. For the record, Bakugo's quirk would be perfect for me, straight up, because I have the most sweatiest palms in the land. Uh, but yeah, you get some grips. You know They're pretty solid, lots of different color options. Cheap entry point, too. Very cheap entry point. Pick up some grips, show some support, and also uh, you you know use our a referral link down below and go check out some Red Dragon uh, gear for your computer. I have supported Red Dragon for years. Like literally, I don't know if I can actually pick it up for the camera. I can barely. Yeah, Red Dragon keyboard right here. Red Dragon mouse pad. Red Dragon mouse here. I got another Red Dragon mouse right there. I've supported Red Dragon for years. Absolutely love Red Dragon. Cannot recommend them enough. Use our referral link down below. Promo code GAMESTHETIC as well to get you some percent off. Get get, get new keyboard, new mouse, new mouse pad. I got a bunch of other stuff too. I mean, the Red Dragon gear does look nice. My only thing with it is, do they have a trackball? Uh, that's right. You are, I always forget you're a trackball user. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I would have to go look. That's such like a... You know, 1999 things. So I'm, I'm not, sorry. I, there was a trackable. I learned to use it. I would have to go look. But yeah, use our referral link uh, down below. Promo code GAMESTHETIC as well. Show some support to the other show. Support for the brand. You know, hey, we're popping. We're popping. We got some other stuff coming too. We got some other stuff coming too, I think. So we got some good stuff popping off. And then, of course, sign up to our website, sparky3.com. You sign up for free or sign up five bucks a month. Woo! Join the Discord. Uh, with that said, uh, before we really jump into stuff, uh, first shout out, since we took a break last, we didn't get a shout out. Solo leveling anime. That shit popped off at Let's Anime go. Expo. Let's go. About damn time. Like, they shut off clips for some of the series that are coming out here in our winter season, like Blue Lock, the Blue Lock scene you sent me that they showed off. Bro, anime that Expo, looks so which good. Was fucking solid. So good. But then they announced. Solo leveling, yeah, and that shit blew up, dude. Because like, not only like did it blow up because it's like so popular for webtoon stuff, but um, uh, but dude, the the team, the team. Oh, the team is fucking awesome. A one, I think is what it was. Yeah, right? A one's yeah. doing yeah, animation. So I'm, I'm pumped for that. Uh, uh, Hikiru uh, Sawano doing music. music. Very excited. I love. Amazing. I love it. Even though his tracks are very strangely named, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't make sense. But I'm so pumped for that. I love Hikiru uh, Hiroyuki uh, Sawano. So I'm pumped for that. Uh, bro, I'm pumped. I'm waiting for more information because I need to know how long this is going to be because the entire series is done, both yeah. light novel 
and manga yep. or webtoon. So we have all of the content. Yep. So it's like it's gonna be one. Don't of those... cuck us. Yeah, like like I, I I would imagine they'll probably break it up into seasons. They're gonna cuck us. Yeah, they're gonna. It's not gonna be just one run, like kind of like what Shaman King was, you know, or Dragon or, Quest, or, or, or yeah, Dragon Quest for you. <laughs> like it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be um, you know, probably seasons because I mean the first season will probably end after the island, you know, probably. Yeah, that'd be my best guess. Well, it might actually aren't end before the island. Uh, yeah, I guess it could. Yeah, it well, depends on if it's gonna be like a twelve episode or twenty four. Yeah, fair enough. If it's gonna be twenty four, I'd say the island. Yeah, but if it's twelve, yeah, in before then. But no, very excited for that. And you know, I don't. I, and the thing is, like, I think they're gonna give this ser- some serious, some legit justice because of how amazing the webtoon. Well, I can only is. hope so. But I mean, if A one's doing it, I have nothing but faith because they only, did. They did such a great job for eighty six. The only thing that was was interesting is like the tr- the uh, visual they have up for like the trailer and whatnot. When I first saw it. I did not recognize that as solo leveling's MC, whose name I, me I right agree. Now. When I when I what Shinwu or yeah. Jin, Jinwu Jinwu yeah, when I looked at him, like, damn, is that really what he looked like early on? <laughs> like it's such a stark difference. I was like, damn, is yeah. that Jinwu? Okay, yeah, it was such a difference from what he looked like. You know, from by the time we were reading it there at yeah. the end and stuff. So very excited for that. You know, Blue Lock did look absolutely incredible. Been getting a lot of Bleach stuff been popping off here soon. And I'm yeah, really, I'm, bleach stuff I'm really curious about how they're going to handle the bleach stuff because I would imagine they're just going to run it till it's done, right? Yeah. Like I don't think they would do an Attack on Titan thing. I don't where think they, they where would they either. Break it up into parts. So, um, you know, I, I had a, I, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, I had a fangirl video come out the other day for all the fall <laughs> anime right here on the channel, youtubecom sparky 3 So make sure you go check out that video. Um, I, I said in that video where it's just like. I would imagine they're just going to run it till it's done. So that yeah. means it's going to start and fall and end like what in spring, probably. So I mean, it's going to have a good run for us. You know, I would imagine. I don't, I don't know the exact amount of chapters it's technically covering. I haven't got there yet in my reading. Uh, I'm working on it right now. It was. It's a decent amount of chapters because I mean, it started and it didn't end for like almost two, two and a half years. Yeah. So super pumped for that one for sure. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff out of the Anime Expo. See, I'm just real quick on solo. I'm hoping it just it's gonna be a straight through and not split because yeah. at least in that trailer video, they're using a lot of shots and chapters from later parts. Mm, okay. And I'm just like, don't tease me with a shit if you're not gonna animate it. That's fair. So you know they may just run the whole thing through. Yeah. That's pretty pun. That's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Anime Expo had a lot of good shit, man. A lot yeah, of Anime fun. Expo dude, was fantastic this year. A lot of good stuff popped up. I can't like, dude. I can't get over how just gr- how great uh, Blue Lock looked. We like, really need to go next year. Anime Expo. Yes. Where do they have it at? Uh, I would have to double check. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm down for trying something like that because I was thinking about that the other day. I was just like, I'd be down to like try to hit up like uh, E3 or Summer Game Fest next year for game aesthetic stuff. I know that's gonna be expensive, but yes. I've always wanted to go. I've always wanted to go to E3. Uh, but I'd, I'd be down hit up some anime expo too because that shit pops up. Oh, it's in LA. Yeah, it's in LA, isn't it? Is it LA? Yeah, okay. I, think, I think it's LA. I was thinking it's somewhere else, but yeah, okay. it's, it, it's in LA. So I mean, I'd be down for trying to hit something like that next year. I think that's gonna be pretty dope. Uh, I can't think of anything else to shout out. Um, I guess the only other thing, because I didn't mention it, shout out to the Josh Body Pillow. It is on the screen right now for me and you. Uh, it's down in the corner as it was. Shout out to Josh. Uh, I guess I guess I should also kind of address that. Uh, Josh is not coming back to the show. That is official. Because uh, we've, we've never addressed it. We've always opened it up where he would come back, you know? But uh, we've talked to Josh not too long ago. And uh, this, this I guess, really more goes out to our long-term, long, like long-time anime, uh, Anime Plus listeners, you know? Anyone that's like, started listening to this recently, they have no idea who the fuck that dude is on the pillow. No clue. 
Uh, but no, he is leaving the show uh, just because the, the recording schedule doesn't work out for him. Uh, but he said to join Game Static at some point. You I don't know what know that means? What? I need to get a larger pillow. Yeah, we do. You know, because... Uh, wrong, wrong, wrong thing. Uh, I need to click <laughs> over here. No. Uh, uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, just get a large pillow. You know, set right there in the full recliner, you know. You know what I really need to do? Huh. I need to get a stuffed hippo with his face on it. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes. Get the hippo. <laughs> Shout out to Josh and the hippo, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Shout out, Josh. Oh man. But yeah, uh that like I said, that just goes out to the long term. Uh wrong one again. Wrong one again. Got it. <laughs> I love yo, know, I, I did this, the same thing with did you notice with game static? Yes. Where I, I kept hitting the I was like, look, man, this is part it's all part of the charm though. And you going we're just going to leave it here. When Zach gets back, he can do whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you do whatever you want, but as long as I'm in charge, we're staying on the screen where all of us are on here. I don't have to change it, and that's just what we're doing, and get over it. It's whatever. All right, so let's jump into some summer anime. And there's, I, I'm going to continue to give Class from the Elite another shot. Uh, and uh, there's another show that I was going to try as well called Engage Kiss. I was going to try that one. Uh, I meant to watch it the other day. I saw that. That seems interesting. It's an original. It is, is it? Yeah, it's, it has no source material. Okay. So I was going to check it out, uh, but then I, got, I had to go take care of something. I, I remember I literally had the episode queued up on my TV. I was like, all right, let's get into this. I'm like, oh, fuck, no, I got to go do this. Uh, but anyway, I'll let you start. We have uh, Overlord Season 4. Uh, what are you, like two or three episodes in now? I'm two episodes in. How's Overlord going for you? I mean, it's about what I expected because... Um... So this is season four, and we've had a bunch of stuff, and each season has had a sort of its own theme. And so far from the first two episodes, it seems like this one's going to follow mo- very much closely on how Ainz and him now claiming a country for himself, the Sorcerer Kingdom, and how he's going to interact with the other kingdoms that have already been established. Because the previous season was him letting people aware, we're here, we're a force to be reckoned with, I'm going to take this country now. Right. And so the first episode was sort of just the aftermath of him taking that country and how people see him more or less as a magical tyrant. As it like there's a shot towards the end of the episode where he's just walking in the streets and everything and people are just gathering in their houses and going back inside, shuttering their windows, even though he's in full full control. Mm. There's a whole moment where he goes to uh, the Adventures Guild that he was secretly going to when he was his other personal Mountie Mamon, who's a adamantian adventure and he's just like he's talking to the old master wanting to absorb the guild and into the forces and just none of the other the adventure guild just usually doesn't stick with the uh, government and whatnot and he's just like you're planning on just handing over him to guild aren't you just sending off all your all your adventures and whatnot he's just like this is what you call adventuring just killing and whatnot i want to give adventures true life truly exploring finding unknown treasures and everything more or less giving this whole spill about how the adventures now are just more nothing more than just paid lap dogs and just like to get the true adventure spirit of we're going to discover more of this world. Mm. And turning the guild leader, I was just like, I like this idea. I'll join you. And then the second episode was uh, one of the other kingdoms, which is a name I can never pronounce, is like Rietzia or something like that. And sort of what they're going on with the how they're dealing with the now creation of the Sorcerer Kingdom with Ayn sending a delegation, which is his second, Albedo, who's super yondery for him because of something he did back in season one. She only loves him, and 
straight up, straight up yandere. Uh, and more or less her interacting with the nobles and whatnot. But it's from their perspective, not hers and everything. And then getting a real interesting reveal at the end of the episode of just the princess of that kingdom, who it's hint, it's shown that she has a twisted side for this knight character who she has serving her, where she more or less sees him as her puppy. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she apparently at some point already began serving Albedo and Ainz, because there's a whole meeting last scene at the end of the episode where her and Albedo are in a room talking together, and she's kneeling, saying, we've done all this stuff. He's setting up a puppet to make a new uh, political faction within the kingdom. And all this fun stuff and just, oh, so the princess is already working with them. Neat. So I can only assume episode three is going to be dealing with one of the other kingdoms that's already referenced that. Uh, Demigus, our vampire guy, who's like the third in command, who's got a plan working for that. Okay, okay. So far, you know, doing pretty well for you then a couple of episodes in. I know, I, know you were, I know you've been pretty pumped up for this one. For oh yeah, I've been big in Overlord for a while. I mean, yeah, no, it's definitely interesting because it's more or less just expanding on the whole kingdom thing and everything. And just each season has had a different theme where the first season was just initial setting up. Hey, we're now in this new world. Let's figure out our spot. Second was setting up their territory in her and really getting themselves involved with the world's politics. Third, letting people know we're here. And fourth, just looks like it's going to be very kingdom based on how they're taking the kingdom and everything. Okay, okay. With this last season and this season, it's very been a ramped up sort mm. of art because the third season was also very initially slow, just setting up everything that's going on and then leading to the big fights and everything at the end of it. And it looks like it's going to be the same for this season. So, Okay, okay. Right on, right on. Uh, I guess from there, uh, I'll jump over to La Chorus Recoil. Uh, I'm not really sure how to feel about this one. I mean, I've watched both of the, uh, I think there's only two episodes out right now. I think, yeah, I think only two. And I'm really not sure uh, how to really feel about this one. Uh, all right, so I will say, what if you go into this show, right, and have, like, no expectation of what this show is, like, you don't read anything about it, you literally just be like, oh, there's, you know, anime girls. Let's just click this episode, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's the cover photo, okay, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, just hit that and just jump into it, and you don't do anything else. It's going to be a very jarring shakeup immediately. See, I don't know, because you've told me this already, and I wasn't yep. sure, because I didn't notice with that visual the hard split it has right because like it has that top half that's nice and daylight and they all seem happy then it has that split with a dark and i noticed that they're holding guns and weapons i was like the fuck yeah like you know it, like you did but you jump into the like the first episode right like you know even if you do see that you can get a guess like okay they're gonna get some sort of some serious action going yeah. on in some capacity but like just like how they set the first episode was very well done, like, at least the first few minutes. Uh, like, I was reading comments as well in Crunchyroll, and everyone was just like, those first few minutes fucking had me rolling. Because, it, like, it starts off with, you know, like, you see some, you know, girl getting ready for school, you know, getting her hair ready, getting dressed. Like, it's all completely normal, normal life. You see, you know, you know, girls walking down the street, you just, you know, you know, living life, getting ready to go to school, and all of a sudden you just start seeing them just, like, pull people in the bushes and fucking shooting them and murder them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just what's happening the entire first few minutes. You see these girls just pulling people off to the side. 
outside and is shooting with a silencer. It's like, oh my god. So like, it, it's kind of jarring for at first, but like in a very comedic way. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. done very well in that capacity. Now, in true Alex Light fashion, I can never. I don't remember. I don't know these girls' names. I do not remember because I'm not like completely sold on this. So I didn't bother to use the brain capacity to remember their names. But I will say this. Now, this is what I told you. Our two main characters very heavily remind me of like season one Yashihime, Toa, and Setsuna because like one is all like happy go lucky and one's like, oh fuck, I hate the world. Like that's kind of like the gist, the vibe that I get from and like even like their character design is the same way. Like Toa with the white hair, it's yeah. bright. Setsuna with the darker hair, dark. And same thing, like one character is like a dark blue sort of attire, dark hair, and the other one's like a like a whitish hair, whatever, with like a white or or a red, you know, attire. So it's like very bright and dark. So it's very kind of the same theme there. But, like, basically, all these girls are part of, like, a giant assassination organization, right? And where the story kind of takes place and where I'm kind of... I don't really know the direction of the show. And this is what I mentioned to you privately. Mm -hmm. I I didn't know what the direction was going to be. And I still kind of don't know. With episode two? Yeah, because, like, I, you know, after reading the description, where it's, like, literally, like, the last line of the description shows, like, what other wacky adventures will they get into? I'm like, oh, no, don't tell me it's going to be one of those. Because, like... You know, you have, like, what I'm going to call the Setsuna character. You know, she's going on some mission, whatever, as well as a bunch of other of the Lycoris recoils. I think I think they're just called Lycoris. I'm not sure. Uh, the assassins, essentially. The assassin girls. You know, they're all on a mission, and, um, you know, there's one particular person that, that got, like, injured or something. And it was kind of like a high-stakes sort of situation, you know? And they were all under orders to, like, do this, do that. And the Setsuna girl said, eh, fuck this, and pulls out a giant minigun and starts blasting down the building. <laughs> And they're like, what the fuck? She could have died. And she's like, yeah, but did she? <laughs> like, but did she die? Is she hurt? No. <laughs> like, she's fine. So after that, this Setsuna character got demoted. Okay. You know, she got demoted and now she's working with, you know, our Toa character, who is considered like one of the top of the top, like Horus uh, uh, assassins, whatever. But she's like, top of the top. But at the bottom of like where she's working, but she's one of the best agents, but working in one of the most like one like the bottom tier sort of missions. Okay, because like once they meet and they start going on their daily jobs, it's like legit like the most basic ass daily jobs, like going to a daycare and dropping this off, going here and dropping this off, like and like the Satsuna pair is like. What do you guys even do? It's just like, oh, well, you know, these are all important customers. <laughs> so, it, you know, and there was some there was some action bits like in the first episode as well because like there was like some mutual friends of theirs or, you know, of our Toa character at least who like took a picture with her her new boyfriend or something and just so happens when she takes the picture like holding it up like behind her is a window where there's like an arms deal going down. So just so happens that's plot in the, convenience. Yeah, com- complete plot convenience. So now she's because and of course put this on social media. So now she's being hunt down whatever. And like the big theme with our Toa character is like she values like everyone's life. So when there's um you know the Satsuna character and this you know the the friend are walking down the street there she knows that they're being followed so she essentially lets the friend character be bait she's like oh here go ahead i'm i got to go do something and she just goes around the corner and lets the other person gets fucking kidnapped and then just starts shooting up the van trying to kill the kidnappers and stuff like that you know actually trying to kill them and and hurt them meanwhile when our Toa character the top tier agent comes into play you know she's using non-lethals like she's not she doesn't hurt any of our any criminals like she uses non-lethal 
tackles. You know, she's, she values everyone's life. The one guy that got hurt, you know, from the actual bullets on his arm, got a, a shot in his arm. She's like bandaging up and everything. She's like, oh, we value all life here. You know, so I, I don't know. Like, you know, second episode, you know, introduce another character as well uh, named Walnut, who literally walked around in a giant squirrel outfit the whole time, where he's like a top tier hacker and going up against another top tier hacker. You know, just you know, it's constant gunfight throughout the whole episode. So he just squirrel themed. Yeah, basically. Yeah, even like his viruses and stuff. Basically. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, it was a giant gunfight throughout the whole episode, trying to you know get Walnut out of the area. Walnut ended up completely getting gunned down, though. Like completely, he stepped out of a building and just completely just shot down to the ground. So it's like, all right, well, that, that kind of ends that, I guess. Uh, turns out they didn't die though. The, the bodysuit was bought. Was I never yep. expected them nope. to be dead based nope. on what your descriptions are. Yep, yep, no. Nope. Uh, so they were carrying a briefcase the whole time as well. So the actual hacker known as Walnut was in the briefcase. It's a little girl who's like this tall, and she's how big of a briefcase? Like it was, it was about probably about that tall. Like, okay, it was so kinda, it was more suit, suitcase. suitcase. Sorry, yeah. Okay, it was like about that tall. You know, just kind of like a rectangle suitcase. They're just rolling around, and Walnut was inside there the whole time. You know, the you know one of the other people that work at the shop with them, they were in the body suit, which was bulletproof, and they like you know had the bullet the the suit set up where it's like when it gets like pierced with bullets and stuff, like it'll shoot out like fake red blood. So they thought that it was dead. So I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like there's a direction for this show. Like our Setsuna character, like her goal is to get back up to the rank that she was, get okay. back up to the, you know, the, the order that she was in or whatever, you know, and Toa character is going to help her get there. But like, I don't feel like there's a damn direction for this show other than it is being like over the top, like hard gun fights and, and just like, you know, cute anime girls, you know, with guns i don't feel like there's a direction i, don't know, I just checked it out because i don't know what else to watch if you want anime girls with guns go watch gunslinger girls yeah also i just noticed something uh my camera hella zoomed in on me let me zoom this out i mean like again i i don't know i mean it's all right like let me yeah, let me zoom this thing out uh, there we go i did notice when i was going on my spill i did notice the thing like white up the light up white and i'm like are oh, you about to like zoom in on me or something Right, we'll keep that up, but I mean, like it was okay. I mean, I had nothing to really ride home about. You know, it was all right. We'll see if I keep watching it. You know, a series that you might like. What? Black Summoner, which is airing right now. Okay, now Black Summoner is one that was on my radar, but there's not like an actual way to watch it. I have to like find a different place. I didn't find. It's not on Crunchyroll, is it? It is on Crunchyroll. Oh, okay. In that case, I'll probably watch it. It just uploads on uh, I think Fridays. Oh, okay. I have. I guess I just haven't seen it. I'll yeah, because only one episode's out as of recording this. Did episode. you watch it? Yeah. How is it? It's good. Well, okay. that's one that was I was thinking about watching. Uh, let me rephrase that. The first oh, okay. episode's very basic because it's set up. It's Nisekai. dude. Joining Nisekai world, he's figuring stuff out. But it was interesting enough that I read to read in the manga, which is ninety chapters in. And if it does, if the animation does justice, this is going to have some great fight scenes. Okay. Okay. And you recommend it then? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I saw that on the anime live chart, and it was one that I was thinking about watching. I just didn't because uh, I didn't see it on Crunchyroll. But now that I do know for sure it's on Crunchyroll, I'll probably actually watch it tonight because I have been, I've been, I have been watching some more shows recently for sure. Because like in my gaming world, I am at a dead halt right now because of Three Hopes. Rip. <laughs> Did you finish your playthrough? No, not yet. I'm getting rip. I know, man. So. I know this is gaming related, but I still want to chat about it. Um, so 
I did hit a nice stretch the other night where I finally sat down and I'm like, all right, we're going to fucking get through the, all these side missions. Let's fucking do this. I'm, I'm going to gonna force myself through it. And I did. Did the main mission. All good. But then after that, like, it hit, it hit me with, like, back-to-back-to-back-back, like, quick missions. Like, I, no, no map stuff, just main missions only. Okay. So, I mean, one, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, and I was having fucking time. I was, I was loving it. And then I got back to the map, and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> you know, I almost wonder if it might be better, because it says that you get a better bonus score if you do the main mission with the minimal side missions. So just map the quickest way to get to it. <laughs> I will say that's what I did. I did not okay. do all the side missions when I was on the map for that long one where it was like seven side missions to do to get there. I went the shortest way possible. because like, I'm getting so drained by these. I don't know why it's so draining compared to like doing all of like paralog battles and stuff. Not paralog battles, but like just like any of the bullshit battles in three houses where, yeah. you know, you get extra gold or materials or meat. Like I did those without a second guess. You know what I mean? I would always plan one one day of one day of the month to to do nothing but battles, paralogs, whatever. Never bat an eye, but all these man, I don't know why it's just draining me. Because it's tactics versus action. Yeah, I guess. Because I mean, with the those games, it's more or less a thing of whatever your characters is. Unless you gotta, yeah. you just do a setup and you mow everything down. Yeah. And it's you versus the tactics aspect is it's not as draining because you can use all your characters effectively versus right. that's fair. You just actively can having to control everyone for the quickest method. Yeah. I will say there for a long time, cause I was enjoying all the side missions for a while. Um, I, uh, was using like characters that I don't use as much, you know, letting them get a chance to get level ups and stuff. And I would make sure they'd be effective for the map and stuff. But uh, now that I'm at this point, fuck that. I'm assuming my main character, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to mow everything down as quick as possible, quick as possible. Um, but anyway, back to anime stuff. So another one that I did watch out, uh, I did check out and I watched pretty much the entire first season and a couple episodes of season two, all within a 24 hour period. And that is Rent a Girlfriend. And as soon as I told you that you immediately was like, yeah, I, I figured you'd like Rent a Girlfriend. Yeah. I don't know how much there is to really talk about Rent a Girlfriend though. I mean, it's just your standard like bullshit. Kind it's of a like, rom-com. Yeah. It's just a rom-com. It's not like there's a whole lot to break down. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. Like, I mean... Uh, I will say also, <laughs> I read 243 chapters in less than 24 hours as well. I read the entire the entirety of Rent a Girlfriend manga. Okay, but even though that's the case, like I don't, I'm not like completely head over heels with this show or, or series. It's just it's it's a fun time. That's the bottom line. It's a fun watch. It's a fun read. It's kind of how I feel towards Nagatoro because that's how I felt when I watched season one of Nagatoro. I was like, it was just a fun watch. I was about to say, I mean, it's not a series that you're going to be like over hyped at them yeah. pushing but it's it is an enjoyable series yeah it's not mediocre it's just at that good point of it's not like over the top but it's not mediocre yep. or just average it's in that nice sweet spot where it's like it's not the best it's not like oh my god i need this but it's exactly. that enjoyable ride yeah i i 100 agree that's what it is and and even though that kind of contradicts the fact where it's like Alex, you read, you read 243 chapters in less than 24. That is true. But like, I have noticed that when it comes to me binge reading that sort of stuff, it's always rom-coms. I, they're easy to read. They're very easy and quick to read. Like, Nagatoro only has like 100-something chapters, and whenever I decided to read it after watching season one, I read it in like a few hours. You yeah. know, because they only had like 90 or 80-something at the time. You know, 243 for Rent a Girlfriend, less than 24 hours. Uh, Mage and Demon Queen, when our, our god Zach recommended it to me, I read all of that in less than 24 hours. Uh, Age Matters, uh, I read up to that to whatever the latest chapter was in like 48 hours. 
like, I don't know. Rom-coms are easy to read. They're not like, you know, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's just you know, quick reads, quick fun reads, at least in my opinion. I will say like, while I'm enjoying the series, uh, it's a fun watch. I'm going to, I don't know how much there is to really talk about every single week. Um, but I will say for the manga, while it's fine for me because like, I'm just now new to the series, you know, I see a lot of comments with the manga where people are really just getting completely sick of the manga and where it's going because like there are everyone that's like, these are all people that's been reading it for a while mm-hmm. and reading it weekly where they're just like, yo, just fucking in this. You know what I mean? Just in this, like, this, like everyone's just like, yo, this author's dragging shit out worse than the Tokyo Avengers author. Like <laughs> I saw, I see comments like that all the time, all the time. Right. And, uh, I, I do agree. And I see comments and, uh, where it's just like, Jesus Christ, we're 243 chapters in and we're still getting the same fucking reactions from Kazuya every single week. You know, like the, the inner monologues. He's like, oh my God, Mr. Hart is so cute. You know, and just like yeah. that. It's just like, come on, we're 243 chapters in. We're at a point where we don't need that inner monologue. Just let his facial expressions do the talking. And a lot of people's like, hell, if anything, give us like her inner monologue now. You know what I mean? And like with where, with where it is, at the manga currently, I do I can see people's frustrations been reading it for a while because like we like I like not long ago like in the two twenties we had the big pivotal moment that everyone has probably been waiting for since the show was introduced right and even now it's still just like instead of like fully capitalizing that pivotal moment it's just like mm, I'll get back to you it's like really <laughs> really and that seems to be a trap with like rom coms and whatnot just in general with some and that why they tend to lie like that is because like. Rom-coms at times sit in that box for a long time of just playing that relationship. And yeah. it doesn't feel like even though time is passing in the relationship, that the character's mental development happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is what makes Blue Box such a fucking out there because, you know, there's just like straight up, oh, yeah, we're just going to do this now. Yeah, Blue Box just goes with it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel like Blue Box is going to be one that's going to like drag out like 200 something chapters. You know what I mean? We can only hope. You can only hope if it's done right. That's, yeah. the, that's the main thing. Uh, another one involving Tokyo Avengers that I thought was funny. It's just like, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, do you know the character Ruka in, yeah. in Rent a Girl? Okay, there was one person's comment on the latest chapter of uh, Rent a Girlfriend where it's just like the dude was like, "Jesus Christ, Mikey's gonna get saved before Ruka <laughs> and Kazi break up." <laughs> I'm just like, bro, that's true at this point. Because like I said, 240 in, man. Oh, that hurt. That hurt me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mikey's going to get saved before that. Damn, bro. Oh, man. Oh, damn, that one hurt. <laughs> no, I mean, the Rita Girlfriend's fun, though. I mean, uh, I mean, the few episodes of season two so far, I mean, it's enjoyable. I mean, it's just a fun watch. Yeah. Not a lot to talk about. And I will say... You know, watching Run a Girlfriend for the summer season, I'm going to try to talk about it every week. It will give me an opportunity to see, okay, should I actually talk about Nagatoro come January? You know what I mean? Because it's the same concept. It's just bullshit rom-com. I mean, in terms of Nagatoro's case, they fit like... I was about to say, I think Nagatoro's a bit different, though, because Run a Girlfriend has like an actual set storyline and everything. Yeah, yeah. Where Nagatoro's just sort of like... Random. Completely random. Just specific events that happen in their life. There's no real connection to them. Yes, because in a single episode, it'll be like two separate like episodes into one, essentially. Like you remember how old old cartoons would have like a 30-minute show, but it'd be 15 minutes this, 15. It's like that. That's Nagatoro. It's in the similar style as a Hitalia, Axis Powers, and uh I believe it's called Tetu uh tennis players. Yeah. I will say I'm super uh curious about 
where season two of Run a Girlfriend is going to go, you know, because it's 13 episodes. And, you know, right off the bat, we get introduced to the whole plot line of, um, you know, her wanting to be an actress and stuff okay. and had the play and everything. And she didn't get the part in the bigger play, you know, the bigger opportunities that she wanted, even though she crushed it in this play. And we're just kind of feeling really defeated. And that's when Kazuya, in true Kazuya fashion, just started completely yelling in public, making a giant scene. Uh, you know, just not to give up on your dreams and shit like that. And everyone's just looking at her, like looking at him, like, what the fuck are they yelling about? Like, which happens so often in this, you know, all the time. Um, so I am curious how far we're gonna go because, like, you know, there is that that is that plot line stretches for a while in the manga. Like, um, so season two starts about like I think it was like chapter fifty, right? okay. And that whole storyline, like, because it all wraps up into another huge, huge moment in the manga. Uh, I mean, dude, it goes to, like, 165. Damn. So, like, you know, the whole, like, movie stuff and the acting stuff, that's a pretty big plot line. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, it's only 13 episodes. So I am kind of curious how far they're going to kind of go with this. And, you know, because I already just reading the basically the season one content, you know, reading those first 50 chapters, I did notice various little tidbits here and there that were cut, uh, including just right here at the start, unless they want to add it in later for some reason. Cause I noticed like uh, reading it, there was like an entire chapter that was not even in the anime. Like it was like chapter like 48 or something. It's so, like they went like from anime wise, they went from 47 to 49. I'm like, that's kind of random. It's kind of weird. So I like, mean, that's what they may look at. They may cut yeah. things that may not seem as important yeah there was one uh thing that I, they cut that i really wish they didn't just because it was kind of funny in the manga where it was and it would have been like the beginning of season two it would have happened in one of these first few episodes it was whenever the two of them were standing outside their apartments because you know they were right beside each other whatever mm -hmm. and uh he was giving her money you know for you know the, the renting thing right and uh it just so happened his dad was nearby walking and saw it and when he went and confronted Kazi about it, like, the next day, and he brought it up, Kazi's like, oh, fuck, I'm busted, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And he's just like, why were you borrowing money from her? <laughs> like, thinking <laughs> Kazuya's the bomb. <laughs> and, like, gave Kazuya a shit ton of money. He's like, you pay her back immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, didn't, that didn't make it, unless they would have added in later. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. See? You and me would never have an interaction like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because I, if either of us saw that, we would just assume, are you buying women's son? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. No, I mean, it's, it is it is a fun watch. I mean, it's a fun watch. I'm enjoying it. Like It's one of those ones where it's like, literally, guys, you got to turn your brain off and just go. Because like, there's so many things that you can point out where it's like, all right, well, that would never happen. Like, that's that's fucking stupid. That makes no sense. Like, there's so many of those moments, you know. But same, it's just like, just turn your brain off, have a good time. That's what it is. So you're gonna turn your brain off, having a good time. That's meme quest. <laughs> you, okay. You, I already feel the defeat radiating off of you. Okay. So I got to mention last week's episode just briefly because. All that episode was, besides giving people screenshots of Princess Leona wrapped up in tentacles, Ooh. Um, was Dai coming to the realization that my father's not dead. He's inside me. His mm. power literally came inside me. And now I have... Bad choice of words. Now I have dual dragon quests on each fist. Oh, God. So now he has two dragon quests, one for each fist. And he ends the a useless side character with uh, their series version of a Kamehameha. Okay. Which I forget what they call it, but it's just a giant aura beam. Right. 
destroys a part of the palace. Everyone's and everything's just like pow. Next episode, um, everyone feels the blast. The hero's party is still fighting Mr. Vern, and they come to the realization we're not hurting Mr. Vern. And Mr. like, no, you're not. So we're gonna win. So I'm gonna win this eventually because you're not hurting me. And as Pav goes to make himself a sacrifice and just like. I'll distract him. You do whatever you need to do so you can defeat him. He goes, da- fingers of death are going towards him. Pop is naturally saved by the B team. Crocodile, the mouse, the master with the bed sheet on over his head, and uh, him show up. And him jumps in the way and saves Pop. He's just like, you know, this is the second time I'm doing this for you. We need to stop this shit. And they have a nice little bonding moment of ma'am, Pop, and Hunkel being like, Telling Kunkel, we were worried about you. Can you stop doing this shit of almost dying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stop almost dying, please. <laughs> <laughs> and all the, and then they all s- stack up to fight Mr. Vern. As they were doing the shot, I was like, ah, the B team will defeat Mr. Vern. And they even have a moment where they're talking to Mr. Vern. It's like, he's been fighting all fucking day. And he's still going strong. And we're tired as fuck. <laughs> and Mr. Vern's just like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> um, everyone on the ground starts celebrating because they see Dai's blast wave and it's just like, he destroyed something important for the to the palace because it's sort of just chilling there now. It's not doing anything. Everyone's celebrating and the older queen's just like, don't celebrate, you idiots. It doesn't mean he's defeated Vern. There's something still happening up there. <laughs> then we finally go to King Vern and... uh. Pop and Leona going to meet Vern, finally. Leona, for the first time, die the second time. But it's a a weird moment, because they jump out through the hole and everything, and just like, well, die. your blast destroyed all the stairs, and everybody's like, don't worry, we can fly! Grabs her hand, (laughs) flies up with Dragon Aura. I was like, what is this Peter Pan bullshit? (laughs) And everything. And then he has a weirder moment where they fly up through the hole the first time, she's like, well, he's not here. He's like, well, there's more floors, Leona. Grabs her hand again, flies up more. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Just keep going. <laughs> they finally reach the top and the place is destroyed. And Leona's like, you think the blast killed him? And Dai's just like, no, it couldn't have killed him with Vern. This couldn't have killed him. And there's this big giant pile of rocks. And he's just like, you're right, blast. <laughs> I was like, why are you just hiding underneath the rocks, man? You're the big bad. We know you're not dead, but you're just chilling under the rocks waiting for like, Okay, they're there. <laughs> Leona, watch out! This series kills me. Um, I hope it's almost over. I don't fucking know. Let me look while you're talking. <laughs> and like, so they had the whole meeting and everything, and Leona's just like, this is King Vern, and Dai's just like, oh no, he wasn't serious last time. This is him at full power. Even with my two dragon crests, can I beat him? And then... F- since we haven't had it, King Vern decides he has to be the old sage of the series, and he goes, let me guess what you're thinking, Die. You're thinking, can I defeat him with his two dragon quests when he's now just showing his true power? But here's the thing, Die. I'm not scared of anything in this world besides you and your unpredictability because you now have two dragon crests. You had your one crest, which was your power, but now you have the second dragon crest, which was a dragon crest that disappears whenever the dragon knight dis- 
dies and passes on to the next Dragon Knight, building up all the experience and years of all the previous Dragon Knights. So now that crest has come to you. So you now have all the past experience in combat expertise of all the past Dragon Knights before you. And that worries me, Die. So I have to just complete and utterly annihilate you here. And then attacks. After going through this whole spiel for Die, is like, like, guess you do have enough power to probably kill me. So I need to kill you here now. And Die going, oh. Does some dodging crap and does some stuff, but he's still having this whole fear of just like, he blocked my magic. He destroyed my other sword. What do I do? Leonard's just going, punch him! <laughs> I'm going, oh. oh. Okay. He charges him, does a dodge. He dodges instead of just hitting him in the stomach like you would normal thing. Instead, he dodges, jumps, double backs him in the back of the neck. And getting a nice, ooh, out of King Vern and everything. They reset and Vern's just like, it's already started. It's unpredictability. None of his, him or his party members have shown such inventiveness. I have to kill him now. And that's how the episode ends, so. Still no confirmed episode amount. Fuck! <laughs> it just says uh, unknown amount, and you're uh, getting episode 86 here soon, so. Watch it go to, like, a, just a clean hundred. If it does, fucking hell. I'm telling you, man, I will take that thing off the script for, 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 for fall. It's too far. I'll take it off. Because we at least have two big fights. We still have the B-team fighting Mistavern and beating Mistavern somehow through magical means. And then I assume the entire time, Varn and Dai is going to be fighting through that whole length of battle. Right. And then I assume Leona is going to get fucked over at some point by getting smacked. She's going to jump in the way to help Dai at a pivotal moment and Dai is going to go have a... Leona, power up! <laughs> I'll take it off the script. It's too far. Once we get to fall. It's it, too far. Look, if it comes fall and it's it still going. It is too far. Listen, we have too big of a lineup I don't fall. fucking care. We have too big of a lineup. Two years. <laughs> I know. Also, here's a random thing for you. Okay. I, I want to sp- throw this out there before I forget it because you mentioned it. Did you see the most idiotic argument going on on Twitter? that someone put up a tweet and they were dead ass serious and there were people commenting dead ass serious where the you know, the post was that uh, Luffy's red rock has now become more uh iconic than the Kamehameha. Did you see that shit? Why would someone say that? Right? Like dude, like uh, I saw someone quote to it, it's just like, "Bro, my grandma knows the Kamehameha." It's <laughs> like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> Everyone knows what the Kamehameha is. Did you know what red rock was? I mean, you said it, and it took me a moment. What the fuck's the Red Rock? Then it came to me. I was like, "That's what the Red Rock." Yeah, it's is. like it's like late series when yeah. he starts using Red Rock, you know. But yeah, like that was actually something someone threw out there, and they're only saying it because of how like awesome like the episode was where he Red Rocked Kaido, because that was obviously a beautiful yeah. animated moment. But like, really, you really you're gonna say. Goku was a goddamn mascot or whatever, a representative for the Tokyo like Olymp- Olympic Games. Like Dragon Ball is like the like the most iconic series in the world. What do you mean? Jeez I mean, he just Christ. threw it out there because he believed that, and then he got what he needed. Is just everyone being he got interaction. Yeah, he he did his job. He got interaction. He did his job. Whether yeah. he cared if he ever got interaction, what he got it yeah. for throwing out that comment that he 
thought was, and as far as we're concerned, he very much believes that. I mean, that is his, that is his fact. That is his canon. And it was just a wild enough idea that other people went, the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's hop into summertime rendering because man, these two episodes were awesome. All right, people, if you don't care about this, you're going to need to skip to like the next 45 minutes of the video. No, hold on now. All right, so to start off with 12, just kind of quickly set the scene. So we're still down in the cave, right? With the babies? Yes. There is like a couple of the big babies there, yes. Uh, there is, you know, the antagonist. Uh, her name is... Uh, we finally get a character name for her because, like, she has not had a name yet. It's just uh, Heine is her name. Uh, or Haney. Haney, Heine, Haney, Haney. I think Haney. That's still as bad as Granola. Granola, yeah. Heine, maybe. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'll call Heidi her, Clue. Yeah, yeah, we'll just call her. We'll just call her Heine. Uh, so we finally get a character name for this antagonist, the little girl who's like the creator of all the shadows. She's super weak, whatever. You know, she can't leave this area. So like, you see like the big shadow up on the wall that which allows her to be like she had. She's the one that's in the Shiroi little girl form running around the island. That that's how they didn't kill her in the first place. So we're still in that situation. This loop is fucked. Shinpei knows the loop is fucked. He's just trying to get all the information that he can. That's yeah. all he's trying to do at this point. And this episode delivered in in just like terms of like the brutality of of this series. Like it did. It had a lot of awesome shots where it's just like, oh my God. Because uh, literally everyone died. Everyone that was down there, everyone died. Because, you know, we get uh, the big reveal like the previous episode that I already talked about where it's like uh um Toriko, I think's her name. Uh, that's the sister for Sal, where she's actually been working with the shadows all along, you know. And Sal's father is in on it. Sal's the one that's left out. He had no idea. And you cut you you do get to find out why in episode twelve, where their mom is dead, and Sal had no idea. The mom that he's known has been a shadow the entire time, his entire life. Yep. Damn. Yep. She died to cancer, and uh, the you know Haney basically promised to bring bring her mom back. You know, which she can't actually do, you know, but she lied as if she, she could. She give a form. Yeah, basically. You know, but she she said that she could actually bring her back to life if you just do what do do my bidding, you know, make sure I get fed, you know, fed by people, of course. You know, and, uh, you know, obviously the big summer festival is her getting completely fed, right? Because we already saw that in episode five where everyone fucking died across the island. You know, basically do my bidding. I'll bring your mom back to life. You know, obviously it's just that's obviously a massive lie. You know, but the family believed it this entire time. But that was kind of like a like a like oh damn situation of where it's just like South, you know, finds out that his the mom that he's known has been a shadow his entire life. Like goddamn, talk about just like on the moment fuck sort of moment, right? Um, you know, and then it's kind of you know it comes feeding time where it's like you remember when I mentioned there was that one random like almost out of place scene of like the doctor with the you know the dead body whatever yeah, yeah. yeah so that kind of comes into play here where you see like the dead bodies being brought to Heine for feeding time one of them happens to be Urshiro's dead body it, hey. it didn't get cremated they cremated another body they saved her body for for this feeding uh, which is great because that allows Shadow Urshiro, you know, in to the, regain functionality. the arm. Yeah, regain the arm. Correct. Because she, uh, you know, right before she goes to eat Urshiro's body, Shadow Urshiro comes in, saves the day, you know, swip, swap, swoops around, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog style. Really? No, I'd say more Shadow the Hedgehog style. She kind of skates. 
She kind of skates on her shadows. Okay. You know, so skate, you know, shadow. Anyway, um, you know, so she ends up taking the body, which allows her to regain her arm. And it basically, it's kind of like a big fight that kind of breaks out because that, that, that perf cop also ends up coming down here as well. You know, uh, the big forearm buff shadow, which he still does not have a name. He has only been referred to as the Foro. <laughs> Honestly, no, he has, no, it's just forearm shadow, which in my opinion just makes me think of forearms from Ben 10. Because he even has like the four eyes and everything, so I was like, "This is literally just like a, a shadow dark version of of four arms from Big Ten, from Ben Ten, one hundred percent." See, my first go to is actually Goro. Right. I mean, Goro is a good guess. Goro is a good guess. So four arm shadow, the best, the big buff one, of course. He comes into play here. You know, we already kind of got to see the the situation with uh, Hizuru, or who's in currently possession of Renosuke, whatever. You know, who got shot in the liver, and he's basically kind of fading in and out. Perf cop finds him. You know, he basically asked the perf cop, like, "Hey, help me get further." In to the cave and curves oh fuck that but okay <laughs> so they end up coming into the situation as well and uh from here on out like it just gets very brutal where once heidi kind of pulls the curtain out from underneath the sister it's like yeah your family's done great but we really don't need you anymore so then you know uh the forearms goes to shoot her sal jumps in the way he gets shot he dies then she gets shot in the head she dies then Perf Cop comes in, he gets shot in the head, he dies, his ears up on a balcony, she fires a few shots, you know, because Shimpe is currently kind of like, you know, set off to the side and getting kind of fucked. You know, at this point in in this loop, they've already established that he is a time traveler, so she knows, showing her last bullet, she's trying to go shoot Shimpe because it's kind of over. Then she gets shot, and you get a brutal, awesome shot of where she's still just standing there, and her entire eye is just a hole where she just gets shot, and she's just falls backwards, falls off the balcony. Awesome shot. Shinpei's uh, got the uh, the nail gun. Once thing kind of goes into action, and tries to shoot. Uh, you know Haney as well. And that's when I sent you the screenshot. Yeah, yeah, where he gets it. Like you know, you it's a brutal shot. If you pause it perfectly, it looks awesome. Where he's holding the the, the nail gun and his hand just gets sliced, and you just see it just start to slide apart. Like if you pause it, you can see where it just slides apart, and then like it just drops down to the ground, and all of his fingers are just little nubs, and he just falls down to the ground, just looking, at it, and he starts just like just screaming, whatever. Uh, and Heine tries to steal his eye back, right? You know, which is her eye to begin with. So you get a nice gruesome shot of him missing an eye, and it's just getting like Naruto style to pull it out of his head, because you know in Naruto they just pull out eyes as if it's like fucking candy. Yes. Uh, same thing here. Uh, but then you know once she does, she's just like. Oh, apparently I can't do that. And then the eye disappears back in his head because like that time travel, that looping powers, it's now tied to Shinpei. So she can't take that back from him. So he's just got it. She did try to steal it just then. You know, Urshro being this defective shadow, she does like some weird corruption thing trying to, you see like black corruption marks all coming up on the shadow Urshro where she's trying to basically completely destroy those memories. It's like, you are, anno- are an annoyance. You are corrupted. I'm, I'm done with you. But then Urshro somehow starts reversing it where she starts to now fuck with Heine and, and fucking up, you know, Heine in this whole situation. And, uh, Urshro's to the point where she's battling forearms, which has some beautiful animated shots, by the way, like legit, like, like some level, like some sort of like camera work that you would expect from like some high level action series, yeah. you know, same sort of awesome camera work happening in this cave. It was so cool. Um, and then, you know, meanwhile, they're all trying to make, sh- you know, the forearm shadow is trying to make sure Shinpei doesn't die in the situation. Urshro tried to kill him. Didn't work. You know, and then, uh, Shinpei just happened to get a perfect moment where he started drinking a bunch of, of something. I don't remember what it was, but there was a, f- a flashback. Rogue scene. energy. 
Yes, Rogue Energy. Make up your Rogue. Spark promo code Sparky3 for 10% off. Use a furl link down below. Uh, but there was a shot earlier on where he was talking to Sal with some He's like, how much of this would fuck me up? And Sal's like, dude, even like one drip would cause some serious damage to you. I mean, if you drank the whole thing, it would probably kill you very, very quickly. So he got that moment to basically commit suicide and in this loop. And there was nothing they could do about it where they're just like the forearms and he's just like, fuck it's like well nothing we can do now it's like i'm gonna fucking get you son of a bitch uh and the episode ends in as i've already kind of talked about every time he loops he loses time right and and in my opinion he lost a lot of time this time this time around because once he comes back into it it's when he's talking to hizuru and uh, nezu the old man uh and it, as he's doing that you know because in this loop he actually you actually get to see the shadow ursha loop with him this time so like when he wakes up and like the wakes up in the conversation where he's like so you're a time traveler and he wakes up and he's like oh fuck i'm just what the what's going on as he's doing that you just see out of nowhere you just see ursher just appear right beside him because she looped with him uh so kick off with the next episode which also like i mentioned earlier new opening it's great it's awesome um where you know they say that yeah we just got back from the future you know his ass like what happened to me i died right it's like yep you died his he's like where, where what went wrong where do you think things went wrong and he's just like in that loop we stopped working together because like you know he was working with ursher the shadow yeah. and they're like nah fuck this so he's just like, I want us to work together in this loop. So also, no, we are now on the fifth loop in episode 13. Fifth loop is what we're starting. It lasted 14 minutes. <laughs> it did not last long at all. Because it's like, all right, cool. Let's work together. Let's formulate a plan. You know, um, you know, let's, um, you know, mention Haney, whatever. Apparently Haney, uh, Heine, Haney, whatever, uh, is actually the one that killed Renuska, you find out. Because uh, Shinpei Flau asked, like, was Haney the one that killed him? And, you know, uh, Haney, I'm assuming, and I, this will get explored in episode 14, because it ended with this at the, for this episode, where Haney was actually just a normal, normal person, normal little girl, and who was friends with Hizuru. Uh, Hizuru and, ha and ha Haini, Haini, I, don't, I still don't know. Uh, they, were, they were friends. But she was the one that killed uh, Renesuke all those years ago, because you're getting, you're getting backstory now in this episode. But uh, as for this loop ending, uh, so... Where we are in this loop is they are going to the little girl's house, you know, who the whole family is shadows, mom, dad, and little girl. Little girl, of course, now we know is, is Heine. And this was the, you know, the big uh, climax scene of where Rinosuke takes over the body, goes in, starts fucking up some shadows. Little girl escapes. They, they thought they killed her. That whole sequence, right? So sequence starts out the same. Uh, Renesca kind of walks up the stairs, walks in with his briefcase. You see the same shot from before where he takes the hammer and smacks the mom in the face. Mom's going to, you know, dead at this point. And then it shoots back to, uh, you know, uh, Shinpei and Nezu and Urshiro's there as well. She's disguising herself as a watch. She pops out as a watch, whatever, blah, blah, and creates, you know, they got the nail guns and everything. They're ready to go. You know, and Shinpei's just like, okay, yeah. Uh, she, you know, Renesca has been in there for about like, I think it was like five minutes now. So here in like two more minutes, um, you know, Shira's going to escape through this window. That's when, Nizu, you're going to shoot three times, but you're going to miss the third shot. So this is what I would do to not miss the third shot. You know, and then after you miss the third shot is when I caught Shira over there by that green banner. Like, basically replaying this is everything that happened. And as he's doing it, next thing you know, you just see Reno's going to get thrown out the window. Thrown out the two-story window, hit the ground. He's missing an arm. He looks over, he's like, run. This is not the 22nd that you remembered. As he finished saying that line, his same sledgehammer, he just gets bopped on the head. His head crushed. 
crushed and there's the forearm shadow so it's like oh so this one's already fucked um you know uh nezu starts firing some shots whatever they like fire almost like uh, like almost like a cage of shadows and pierces him straight through the face brutal shot there so this loop is already brutally fucked you see the little girl in forearms and little girl is just like you know tar- starts talking to shinpei she's like do you remember what i told you and then it flashes back to um that scene at the ocean, right? Where, you know, they were doing this whole flashback scene of Ursho's memory and the little girl grabbed Shinpei and left the black mark on the arm. So it shoots back to that where you see Shiroi grabbing Shinpei's arm and leaving the black mark and all she says is, found you. So now with this black mark on his arm, he's he's tagged essentially. So she, Heine essentially loops with him now. So this has got a lot more complicated. So, you know, she looping with him, everything that he kind of, that kind of happens does, she now knows as well, instead of kind of going in blind. So things are about to get a lot more complicated. And this loop ended very quickly because as, you know, Shinpei is about to get fucked, Ursho quickly, um, or Shinpei is going to essentially get captured, obviously. Yeah. You know, because again, they don't want him looping. Ursho manages to quickly slice his head off. Uh, so this loop ends in like 14 minutes. <laughs> like it ended quick in the episode. Uh, but then when they come back, um, they are outside of his house, right? And it's raining and they're very confused. And even I was confused as the viewer. I'm like, where the, when the, where the fuck they loop to? Like how much time they lose? And then even Shinpei's just like, when, 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 when were we here? Like, I don't remember it raining. When were we ever here? So somehow, some way with this loop, um, they are now like viewing the past in like a ghost form essentially, because like, you know, once they realize they are, they see like a teenage Hizuru walking by with, you get to see Renosuke for the first time, the brother, you know, so they are currently viewing the past and viewing kind of what happened to them, uh, which is kind of where I mentioned where like the episode ended, where Hizuru is going to visit, uh, Haney in that, in that, uh, hospital, the abandoned one that they went to before where all the shit popped off. Um, that, that is currently where she is at, uh, in, in Sal's family's hospital. Gotcha. So we're getting, we're getting some backstory now and I'm assuming next episode we actually to see like Renosuke, you know, get murdered, get strangled and, uh, just kind of further see this backstory. But then I'm, I'm kind of curious how this even came about where they die to do this loop and him and Ursho both are now like viewing the past as goes. Cause like they, like no one can hear him. No one can see him. They can walk through walls, disappear and fly. He's much what you need from the other guy. Shout out Danny Phantom. Um, and you know, so I'm curious how we got here. You know what I mean? Uh, you know why this happened in this loop? You know after he died. But no, these episodes have been absolute fire. Favorite episodes of the week for sure, hands down, no contest. Absolutely incredible. And like I said earlier, it is such a damn shame this show is locked behind Disney Plus and like China only. Like that is such a shame, bro. It's so good. Everyone should watch this show once it becomes available naturally, or just find a way to watch it online, like I did. Uh, but I always say support the official release. Anyway, favorite episode of the week for you. Overlord. That's fair. That's fair. All right, let's jump into the manga, which we got a funny one here in a little bit. We got a funny one here in a minute. It's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right, so shout out to One Piece coming back next week, I believe, is its return. Shout out to that, uh, which I still think the way that Oda went on a break was <laughs> incredible. Such an incredible last page with just a, a bombshell of a thing with the new warlords, you know? It's yeah. just like, peace. I'm going on like a month break. Perfect. Uh, My Hero was on a break this week, so uh, Black Clover's still on a break. I did see that Black Clover, I think, is coming back at, at the end of August. So we're getting there. It's almost here. Almost I'm going to be honest. I don't remember what was happening in Black Clover. I don't remember either. I know they finished, <laughs> I know they finished the fights with the current big bads, only for one more to show up. So yeah, Okay. Uh, JJK 190. I'm still not caught up. 
Maki made a reappearance. Oh, that's good. Everyone loves Maki. Panda's now a cuddly panda. He's like the si- this size. Oh, that's adorable. I'm here for that. Uh, yeah. I still don't know what the fuck's going on. That's fair. So no rating? Seven. Okay. Uh, Mission Yo's Core Family, 137. Uh, I'd give this one an eight. I, I, I like the direction that we're going right now. Undead Unluck, 118. I would probably give this one an eight as well. Actually, ooh, no. Mm, I did like the ending quite a bit. The ending was pretty solid. Uh, I'd give this one a nine, actually. Undead Unluck's pretty solid right now. It was, it was popping off. Uh, Mashal, 115. Seven. Seven as well. Sakamoto Day, 78. I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven as well. I don't want to sound weird, but I would bang Sakamoto. <laughs> I'm throw that out there. Do you mean his wife? Huh? Do you mean his wife? Because that's his wife he's been transformed into. He's been disguised as. I didn't realize that. I didn't put two and two together. Then yes. He literally says it. Does he? I wasn't yes. paying attention. Because he notes everyone who has lustful eyes at him because he's like, I'm going to kill everyone who looks at my wife this way. I didn't notice that. I didn't pay attention to that. Anyway, moving on. I lose Samurai Chapter 70. Still not caught up on this one either. Uh, I give it an eight. It was a nice pivotal moment. And I just like, because of the opening page, it was uh, MC and one of his retainers and the C about to fight Koro Sensei from Assassination Classroom. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. Yeah, you need to just go see because they're, they're swimming underneath the ocean. They're just heading towards Kuro Sensei, just smiling with his tentacles, <laughs> ready to fight. What? <laughs> it's very Kuro Sensei thing. That's incredible. Okay. Uh, Blue Box, Chapter 60. Uh, I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine as well. Blue Box is so good, bro. Blue Box is good. Uh, P6, Chapter 40. Eight. Akane Banashi, Chapter 21. Seven. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time. The series that created an effect button for us here on this show. And with the return, Chainsaw Man, part two, our rating officially, without a doubt, on the first chapter is... What the f*** is this chapter? What the fuck happened? (laughs) Bro, what is happening? Oh my god. This series is so bizarre. I mean, the art looked fantastic. It was incredible art, as always. But Jesus Christ. How much time has passed? That is true. How much time? Because like, apparently, you know, Chainsaw Man's like a national phenomenon, which he already kind of became one, obviously. He has Chainsaw Man buns. Yeah, he is, <laughs> yeah, the Chainsaw Man burgers, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ, what the fuck was this chat? They have collectible stickers in them. Yep. For <sighs> anyone who doesn't know, we're not even following freaking Dingy. It's some other girl who... Apparently had a really rough life and didn't learn the meaning of friendship until a devil chicken yep. became friends with the class. And then she bonded with a devil. There's no way her falling on a chicken like that created that much damage to the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's no way. She bonded with the devil and just fucking ch- lollipop chainsawed that shit and pulled his spine out to use as a sword. Well, out of the teacher. Pulled his spine out yes. to use as a sword. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter who it was. Yeah, and now like she's like what the war devil is what it was. Or yeah, she's like. bonded with the devil of war. Yes. Yeah, and so where she can basically like pull, like I said, like Zach said, pull the spine out of a person and it becomes a sword. Like what the fuck? It didn't go into specifics, but as far as we know, she can take body parts and turn them into weapons as long as they're used for war. Okay. What the fuck is it? What the f*** is this chapter? The best Chainsaw Man created that effect for the us. The best part of this chapter was the antagonist girl who's just like, 
I bonded with the devil of justice. I'm going to kill you. He loves you, but he fucks me. Uh, yeah, that is so true. That came out of nowhere. He's like, well, meanwhile, while the teacher's fucking me, she's like, what? Excuse me? Can you repeat that, please? It's like, did I hear that right? Like, what the f***? Like, what? Like, bro. I'm, man, Jesus Christ. Just out of left field. Man, it was. Oh, man. Chainsaw Man is... And then we got a good part where the... Devil of War wants to go after Dingy because yeah, uh, the nuclear weapon devil being dead and apparently Dingy I assume consumed her some point, mm-hmm. which I guess I missed that during the whole first part. That or that, yeah, that or we don't remember it or it just happened because I remember screen. the nuclear weapon girl. Okay, because she was a boss. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember. And that. she had the whole cover page where she was nude with some very strategically placed <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I remember now. Um, but yeah. I guess because she's gone, he can't make nuclear weapons, as I'm assuming. Chainsaw Man is just wild, dude. I want to stress, it is not peak fiction. It's just an entertaining ride. People that call it peak fiction, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> we had 20 chapters of where I don't even know what the fuck the art's doing. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't know. It's still entertaining series. It's entertaining, yeah. And, but, I don't know. I give this one probably like an eight. I'll, bump, I'll give it an eight, mostly because of the he's fucking me thing. That was out of, that was, <laughs> <laughs> out of left field, so I'll give it an eight for that. Uh, I'm going to stick with what the fuck. Fair enough. Uh, country number 866. I actually forgot to read this one. Damn it, it didn't come out. Yeah, it is. Did it? Yeah. I didn't see it. It came out uh, last week. It came out during our break week. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah. It came out during our break week. Oh, yeah. I don't remember yeah. if I read that or not. Yeah, it's out. Uh uh, yeah, okay, now we'll move on then. Uh, let's see. Tokyo Avengers 261. I'll give it a seven. Mm, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. Shout out to the captain. Not captain. Or new leader of the division. Shout out to him from a couple weeks ago. You know, him popping into yeah. the fight. That was pretty dope. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, so... From what I saw, Rent a Girlfriend, I guess, was on a break because t- I did not find 244. I checked like three different sites. Um, so two, four, 243 is what came out last week. So 243, I'd give like a seven. Uh, I also want to say that I'm assuming, I haven't seen some official announcement. Maybe I need to look for it, but I'm assuming Crunchyroll manga is officially dead. Oof. Because it is like a month behind now on updating for Eden Zero and to, uh, Seven Deadly. Dang. Yeah, because after I was kind of confused like if it, everything was on a break, you know, it still has not updated. So I guess they're just done with with Crunchyroll Monk, which wouldn't surprise me. I, I feel like that probably wasn't a banger of a application Crunchyroll was yeah. doing. I feel like it wasn't. I know there is another way to read Eden Zero Weekly on officially, but I don't remember what it is. Is it? It might be Comixology, uh, from possible. from Amazon, uh, it might be them, but there is another way to read Eden Zero uh, with a fi- with an official release. But I don't remember what it is. Uh, but anyway, Eden Zero one ninety nine. I give it a mothers. Hit the button. What the f- is this chapter? Mothers. So Ziggy has a mother fetish. Yep. And it's not like the traditional mother fetish of like milfs. It's like, oh, they're a mother. I'm gonna strip them and stick them in a tub vat full of water. <laughs> Basically. Also, what the fuck is up with the, that that character's name? That was real. Thing. I'm not gonna spoil the character, like character's relation to whoever. But like, the, I saw that name. It was like what Saint Fire? Yeah. I'm like, what kind of name is that? <laughs> it's like fucking badass. I mean, I assume she's well, gonna whatever. I assume she's gonna pop out of the glass and just holy flame, holy flame, stop, holy stop, flame. Stop, stop, stop. 
No, I I'll agree with the what the fuck's this chapter. Um, I'll probably give it like a six, honestly. It was interesting with the whole sister and clown fight. That's then true. It, then it just did a whole fucking one eighty of going Ziggy's like mother energy. Also, speaking of the sister and clown fight, massive, massive shout out to when the clown was just like, "Yeah, Rebecca already went through this," and sister's like. Thinking, oh, that's hot. Yeah, thinking about it, where <laughs> sister's like, oh, this is turning me on thinking about it. <laughs> and that fight ended in true sister fashion. I couldn't be angry well, yeah, at that fight. Yeah, true, where she got like a full like, BDSM garb. She's like, ha, oh, I'm going to make you your life miserable, big guy. <laughs> You're in prison to be my toy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love sister, bro. No, I'd give 199 like a six, though. I mean, it's eh. I'd yeah. give it a seven. Seven Deadly Sins, Four Nights of the Apocalypse. Uh, okay, so found out that, uh, fuck, I just lost his name. Tristan, Meliodas' son. Okay. Uh, found out that he is one of those characters that uh, absolutely, just in all shapes and form, just brutally adores his mother. So he's, <laughs> yes! he's one of those characters. Because like whenever he used some of like his holy powers, you know, because we're fighting uh, currently like a chaos-informed version of a couple of the commandments right where she or she's just like oh you have the same powers as that you know whatever her nickname was elizabeth's nickname i don't remember it's just like it's something like that and then it's like the next shot was just oh i know it's mom's so great right and mom and he's just like oh would you mind telling me a little bit about mom during that time she won't really talk about it but mom's just so great so i really want to know more about it like like over the top like you know just a mother lover because i could only assume when he was growing up trish was growing up Meliodas was just like and your mother, she had this fantastic figure yeah. back then. Like, it was just straight bombing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I did find that pretty humorous. He also used some of his uh, demon magic in this one. And he, which this is kind of an interesting little, like, quick comment where he made a comment where he said he doesn't really like using that power. So I'm kind of wondering if there's, like, some sort of rift between him and, and Tristan. Because, like, the little bit of interaction that we've seen here and there, like, the end of the Seven Other Sins manga uh, and, like, in some of the upcoming material, like, the, like that fucking CGI movie he's getting on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Like, the interactions seem positive between them. And, like, you know, I feel like with where it is, like, in the kingdom, you know, I feel like they're they're on good terms. But, like, I don't know. That was kind of like a... Maybe it's just because of how much of a mother lover he is. Like, you know, he doesn't like using his dad's powers. But I thought that was kind of an interesting little one-off comment. I don't feel like there's any hatred behind it, kind of like a Todoroki and Endeavor sort of thing. Yeah. But I did find that kind of an interesting little comment there. But I'd give this chapter probably like a – probably an eight. Eight's pretty solid. Uh, unordinary, unordinary, 267. I'll give it a seven. Uh, I'll give it a seven as well. Uh, True Beauty, 214. Uh kind of just roping back some previous plot lines that we had with with a psycho stalker. So I'm going to give my dog medicine. Uh, I'd give it like a 7. We care a 198. I'll give it an 8. I'll give it an 8 as well. Uh, LC 177. I'll give it a 9. Okay. Let's play 172. Uh, I would give this one a 9. Yeah. Maybe a 10. No, nine. I think a nine. Because, like, up into this point, like, Charles, who's, like, you know, you know, uh, Sam's, like, main lover may, currently, right? He's been, like, very... I know you don't know who this is. I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking to the people who may know who this is. Um, you know, he's been very guarded the entire time, and you see it throughout the whole series where, you know, he notices that he's starting to, like, really kind of emotionally feel for Sam, right? But he continues to pull himself back. And you've seen glimpses 
of why, where he was married at one point. He got home early one day. He heard his wife fucking someone else. He walked in on him having sex, on, on her having an affair. You know, that's that's his backstory, right? And But, like, the backstory that we've gotten has always ended with him approaching the bedroom door. Like, it's as much as you've ever seen. Um, so... This time you actually get to see what happens when he opens the door, which still cuts off pretty quickly. But the the fucking big plot twist in this, in my opinion, is apparently his wife is fucking pregnant. Yeah, because like when you know, because like the shot that you see when he opens the door is her on top of the other guy, and she has a pregnant belly. So it's just like, damn, this dude's really fucked up. But like you know, again, with him being so fucked up from this, from like the PTSD that you see time and time again, where he refuses to get too close to Sam, right? Uh, where anytime he has like those moments of like remembering this, like he just hits up like a booty call, whether it be like Marshall's sister at one point, they had a thing going on, or you know now Sam, uh, you know so he wakes up um, in you know pretty late at night from a nightmare from this, and at you know text Sam to ask to come over, but instead of coming over just to fuck, he comes over for comfort. So it's like a big character development moment for him. Uh, I'm still pushing Sam and Marshall though. That is my that is my ship. That is my ship, though. But still, this is a pretty big, pretty big moment. So I'll give it a nine. You know, this is a long-term buildup of waiting for this moment of where he's starting to kind of open, want to open, potentially open up more. You know, uh, Sub Zero One Forty Five. Uh, I would give this one a seven. Down to Earth One Hundred Four. Give this one an eight. Pseudo Armor Seventy Two. Give this one a seven. Mage and Demon Queen returns. Let's go. This was a spicy chapter, if you know what I mean. Wink. <laughs> In fact, the author. When she when she posts on Twitter that the new chapter she put up one shot of the two of them in a very you know spicy way and she said new chapter bye. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great, bro. Uh, I give this one a nine. Uh, and then reunion chapter twenty two. I'd give this one a seven. Favorite chapter of the week. El Cid. Mmm. Tough. 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 Uh. Uh, I'm gonna say let's play. Let's play was pretty solid. I enjoyed that one this week a lot. Uh, yeah, I think that's it now, right? Uh, anything else? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that'll be it. Okay, cool. Hit everything. Uh, I guess uh, last thoughts time. Hit the music. Last thoughts. Uh, a little too loud. That's better. <laughs> I, I had it loud for the effects. So, last thoughts. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can hit that subscribe button. If you like what's going on, help us build that community. And you can also hit the bell and let you know when any video comes up. Thank you. Do everything here, said and more. Uh, and make sure to also check out uh, some Rogue Energy. Use our referral link down below. Promo code Sparky3 to get 10% off your order. Check out a starter kit. Uh, definitely let us know in the comments your thoughts if you end up picking it up. We love it. It's absolutely great. Uh, also, check out Swift Grips if you are a gamer. You have sweaty hands like me, and you would be excellent with Bakugo's Quirk. Uh, pick up Swift Grip. They're really cheap, probably like $2 for some grips, multiple colors for Xbox and PlayStation. You can use promo code GAMESTHETIC for 10% off and use our referral link down below with Red Dragon and pick up some new computer stuff if you need a new mouse, keyboard, headset, whatever, mouse pad, speakers, uh, lots of different stuff with Red Dragon. I've been, like I said, I've been using them for years before this partnership. I love Red Dragon to death. Uh, so definitely pick up Red Dragon, use the referral link and promo code GAMESTHETIC for 10% off your order there. Join the website, sparky3.com, merch store, sparky3shop.com. Join the Discord and check out the other shows, Game Static, um, Terrible Football Show, which come back, talking movie stuff, Spark Park. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, until next time, guys. See you. Bye.